Live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watchdogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. Here we are again, live with another edition of Watchdogs Radio. We are moving forward. This is our 116th episode. We are live on December the 12th, 2014. And of course, we uh, look forward to you hearing our program in the future. For those of us who uh, download and listen to us later on in the week or uh, later on in the month and keep up with us, we've got a pretty good show today. Uh, looking forward to that. We've got a, a, a couple of great guests that we're going to get to. And uh, one of the first people that I want to talk to is my good friend and partner in crime. I don't know if crime is a good word, but uh, even though sometimes we don't agree on college football, uh we are still pretty good friends, uh, and I'd like to bring Mr. Chris Dannenauer from the Mothership at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale. Chris, how you doing, my friend? Keith, I am good, and, and that's right. You know, friends can have disagreements, but at the end of the day, we we let our uh, bygones be bygones, and we just, uh, you know, continue our relationship. So, no, Keith, it's good here. It's actually, I think, it's like the second day uh, in maybe the past 11, that the sun has come out. So we're <laughs> like two for two now. So the sun has, has come back and resurfaced. And so it's, uh, although it's uh, not warm exactly here in, in mm-hmm. Arkansas, at least it's sunny. So uh, exactly. uh, it could be happier. I was having a conversation about that this morning, uh, that, you know, how, how great the weather is right now. But uh I know at least here in Georgia we're going to be uh, taking a beating come uh, January and the first part of February. So, well, if you're a new listener to us, uh, just to let you know, uh, my name's Keith Shoemaker. Uh, Chris and I sort of co-host this program. We've been going for uh, coming up on two years now, believe it or not, uh, where we have been uh, every week. Somebody has been here to uh, say hello to you, talk about the uh, Watchdogs Father Engagement Program, which basically teaches schools to get fathers in their community to be engaged in their children's education. And this year, we're on track to have over 400,000 men take a day off from work across this great country of ours and spend it at their local school. And it's not pulling weeds and it's not uh, sitting in the gym watching somebody uh, uh, run around. It's actually being engaged in the classroom, in the, in the schools. And, uh, you know, Chris, I uh, this past week I uh, took uh, one of my watchdogs days and spent the day at our local elementary school. Uh, this is my uh, last year to be involved in the uh, elementary school, at least as a parent. My uh, my younger daughter is in fifth grade, and she'll be moving on to middle school next year. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's uh, you know uh, I've had the the pleasure of watching this particular program uh, grow from uh, from the initial launch to the point now where it's a regular tradition at our school. And uh, it, it's just great to see the guys coming in, and they're they're used to being watchdogs. The teachers are used to having them, and uh, we're right now we're sitting on about 130 guys participating in the program. And when you tell a principal that or a, a, a PTA president that you know you've got 120 dads volunteering in the school, their jaw drops, and they're they're pretty incredulous as to what you're telling them. But uh, but I can tell you we've seen it time and time and time over again. 
um, just how easy it is. And uh, well, Chris, uh, I, I do want to talk about the uh, conference that I went to uh, this this weekend. But uh, okay. tell us, Chris, we got any uh, anything new? I know you got some numbers for us from the uh, military promotion that we uh, we didn't have those numbers ready last week. And uh, tell us what's going on out there at the national office right now. Sure, sure, Keith. I'll, I'll be glad to, to update on that. Uh, last, uh, you know, for the month of November, Keith, we ran a a special. Uh, where Watch Dogs was was donating 20% of the military-style T-shirt uh, to the Fisher House Foundation, and uh, you know it was an idea that uh, you know it kind of started started with me last November, which we could have uh, did something uh, to give back to the military, whether mm-hmm. it was wounded warrior or, or what. You know, didn't didn't know, but I know we wanted to do something, and so. Uh, for the month of November, we, uh, like I said, gave 20% of the military-style T-shirt uh, sales or proceeds to the Fisher House. And so uh, what ended up happening is watchdogs. Uh, we, we sold 460 uh, military-style t- uh, T-shirts during the month mm-hmm. of November, and watchdogs donated, uh, you know, a little more than $1,200 uh, to the Fisher House Foundation. Wow. And so uh, we are glad to do that. Those who don't. Who aren't aware? If you go to Fisherhouse, I think it's .org, you can find out more information about what the Fisherhouse uh, Foundation, uh, what they actually do. Um, mm-hmm. And so, just to, uh, the foundation is great. It helps military families across this great nation uh, uh, to help relieve the burden of uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know find a place to lay, lay their head at night while their loved one is getting. Uh, you know, rehabilitated or having surgery, recovery, uh, great organization, and we're happy that we could uh, donate, you know, uh, a little more than $1,200. Wow. Uh, also, at this time of year, Keith, uh, when it's a little slower, we take time to call our schools, and uh, our, our current number is uh, 4,424 schools uh, are uh, active now. We have 290 in pre-launch. And we figure uh, finish contacting their schools this week. We, we think we'll be in about 4,500 schools in 46 states. So we're just super excited uh, to see watchdogs continue to grow. Exactly. And I, I know when I started uh, showing an interest in watchdogs and learning a little bit about it and everything, you know, we were only in about, uh, I mean, we had an excellent start at that point by the time I came around, but we were in about about twelve hundred, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred schools. So when you look at the the growth just in that short amount of time, it's just amazing. And to know that we're going to keep on rolling, we're going to we're going to keep on moving. You know, we've got a, a lot of schools that are interested. And this past week, I had the opportunity to meet a lot of the uh, school superintendents and school board members here in the state of Georgia. I was uh, at a part of their conference and. It's amazing to me how many people are involved in education but don't think about the specific aspect of father engagement. And and that was kind of how I would get their attention as they walked by. I would say, you know, do you have a father engagement program in your district? And and they would look at me and they were like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, and then I had a chance to talk to them about the, the Watchdogs program. So it's it was really interesting to be able to uh, bring that information. And I... Um, was fortunate enough to be able to uh, put the Today Show video 
uh, on a DVD in each each one of them's hands. So hopefully there are 187 school districts in the state of Georgia, and I would like to think that uh, somebody from each of those districts, um, at least half of them took that that video home, and they'll have a chance to look at that. Because uh, I don't know that we'll ever be able to challenge Texas, which has over 1,200 watchdog schools. But uh, but I would like to say, think that uh, you know Georgia, where I'm active as uh, you know not only working for watchdogs but as an active watchdog in two different schools, um, you know some of these states are uh, are going to really be picking up here within the next uh, within the next six months or six months to a year. I mean, I, I just mm-hmm. see us growing mm-hmm. exponentially. So, well, Chris, let's uh, let's get to. I know we have a guest from one of our schools. I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, introduce our uh, our friend Chris. Too many Chris's here, but hey, let's see what we sure, can do. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, see if I can bring like, him up here. Uh, those who are listening, we are, are identifying uh, one school from each state, and today uh, the school is from Idaho, and it's American Falls Intermediate, and uh, the principal there is Chris uh, Turgenson. I may have pronounced that wrong, but Chris, let me bring you on here. Chris, how did you uh, hear about watchdogs? Well, I had a principal's um, convention in northern Idaho several years ago, and there was a really dynamic uh, um, speaker, keynote speaker, and when the breakout sessions came, I wanted to go see him, and when I got there, apparently everyone else did too, and the room was full, and so I started looking for another session to go to, and I walked down the hall, and uh, I came to one that only had like two guys sitting in it, and it, the sign on the wall said something about watchdogs, and I was late, so I walked in and sat down. And I thought to myself, this is going to be great. Well, as I started listening to the presentation, um, it was only about halfway through it before I got fired up and knew that's right where I should have been because uh, it fit perfectly with what I know that my school needed. Um, We Mm -hmm. were a small farming town in Idaho, southeast Idaho. Um, We have about 220 fourth and fifth graders in our school, and... uh, I never saw dads uh, unless there was a big hmm. problem in school. And so I, I brought this program back to my staff, have about 12 teachers, and I presented it to them in a, in a faculty meeting. And one of the teachers immediately volunteered to take over the program for our first for our launch. And uh, the rest is history. Uh, we've been going strong ever since. Wow. You know, we, we quite often see that where we show up and, and we only have a few people that, that come in just because realistically when you when an educator looks at our program, they, they think to themselves, this is too good to be true. And it's funny because when we have those small groups that just show up, there's usually one or two people that just see the fire, understand what's going on, they take it back, and then we and then we grow from there. So, you know, I know personally I'm not tremendously disappointed when I see a um a, a small group in our workshop, but I know that if one school could start a program in at George Elementary School in Springdale, Arkansas and grow to over 4,000 schools, I know that one more school can be a potential for another 4,000. That that's right. And Keith, uh, the thing about Chris is he's now famous. I mean, <laughs> any watchdog school that's played that uh, Pizza Night video, that the 10-minute uh, Charlie Gibson oh, yeah. video, they have seen his face. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chris, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you were the first school in Idaho and, and, and uh, to start the watchdogs program in Idaho. And uh, you guys started watchdogs back in uh, 2008. 
it looks like October 2008. So uh, have you? do you guys still do a pizza night uh, to kick it off each year? Yeah, we do, and it's it's a popular event. Um, we used to do it later in the fall, and now it's just become a standard around here. The kids start asking right when school starts um, when we're going to do our watchdog because they've had brothers and sisters go through the school and, and their dad's prepared. And it's really nice now when I do my, my pizza night, I don't have to do a sales pitch. I basically mm-hmm. it's a tradition. get the dads together. Yeah, yeah, we get the dads together. We have the calendar up. We talk about the importance of it. We show you know a little video. Um, we, ha- we have some clips from local news uh, that have done some clips for us and interview some of our kids. And then I have dads who are previous dads that have helped us out sign up or stand up and talk about it a little bit and it's just it's just grown so i don't have to do the sales pitch at all anymore it's just a, mm-hmm. a program they've come to expect and to do well that's great now that i hear your voice i uh, i can picture your face because of seeing you in that video so many times so uh yeah. well, chris torgensen thank you so much for joining us and we love to hear those stories and we love to see the schools the number of schools growing in Idaho, and we thank you for seeing the vision and being able to uh, carry the message for us. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much, Chris. Well, Chris, thank you so much, and we will be moving into our break. We've got our weekly message from Kerry Casey coming right up in a few seconds. Of the greatest words a man can hear are as simple as this. Thanks, Dad. Carrie Casey, author and CEO of the National Center for Fathering and Father of Four, shares Tim's story on today's Father. I heard a great story that might seem rather ordinary to you, but for this dad, it was course-changing. Tim is a big, tough-looking guy, but he was in tears as he told me what happened. Tim's son, in his 20s, called one day pretty distraught because his longtime girlfriend had broken up with him. We know how traumatic that can be. Tim did pretty much what a good dad should. He listened, and then he reminded his son that life will go on and he'll be fine, even though it doesn't seem that way right now. He encouraged him to find new, positive activities to fill some of the time he had been spending with his girlfriend. He even told a few stories about breakups from his own college years. A few minutes after they hung up, Tim texted his son something like, I believe in you, son. I'm praying for you. The son sent back a text that meant the world to Tim. Thanks, Dad. Now, what made that interaction so powerful? Well, you see, Tim had not been a highly involved father when his son was younger. He was focused mostly on his job, and he had dropped the ball in many ways. And now he had regrets, a lot of things he would change if he could go back. So just the fact that his son called him at a time like that was huge. And then to see evidence that his efforts were appreciated and might have made a difference for his son, that was overwhelming for Tim. With that phone call and text, Tim was coaching his son in important ways. It didn't take anything extraordinary, but he tasted some of the joy and satisfaction that comes with responsible fatherhood. He was there, and he was faithful in the basics. That's what it's all about. That's how we make a difference for our children and for other kids we know. 
So, Dad, if you've spent some time chasing other things, if you have some regrets about not being there in the past, be encouraged by this. Like Tim, you might be surprised to see your kids still need you and benefit from your presence, your love, and your coaching. Stay involved. Be ready for that opportunity. Be faithful to do what your children need. And maybe you, too, will hear those wonderful words. Thanks, Dad. This is Kerry Casey for Today's Father. For more practical ideas you can use every day, visit the National Center for Fathering website at fathers.com. Go there and sign up for our email updates or our podcast. Just visit fathers.com or call 800-593-DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. Yeah, that's right. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we are back after our break, I kind of cut our normal PSAs out because I wanted to run a little bit long and let uh, our good friend uh, Chris Torgensen uh, tell us our story. Chris, I got to tell you, I got I got chills. I just got a text as during the break, um, and uh, I might get choked up here. But uh, Chris, do you remember uh, Mark and Kim to say we had uh, on the show here a couple of weeks ago? They were uh, trying to raise yeah, funds. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to read this text. Okay. Breaking news. Just got a loan from a family member to make our adoption possible. We are going to China tomorrow for 12 days. God wow. is great. Thanks for the prayers. It, it's just amazing how things work out. Now, um, this uh, one of my best friends, for those of you who are not familiar with the story, um, and you can learn more about the story if you go to adopttogether.org slash the dz crew plus two that's t-h-e-d-z crew plus two um this is their story they uh have been working to raise funds to adopt uh two little boys from china they uh they have uh two children at home now and uh and and it's just an amazing story i mean i'm I'm just like i said i've got chills to know that you know one of my best friends is going to be going to china in the morning to uh to increase their family by two uh, it's just just amazing, just amazing. So anyway, I, I had to throw that out there uh, since we were on the air, and uh, and we just had them on the air a couple of weeks ago. So those of us that do follow us on a weekly basis, uh, we're winning. We gotta, we we definitely uh, moving forward here. So <laughs> well, Chris, um, we had a chance at the uh, national the national PTA male engagement conference here. Uh, a couple of months ago, we had a uh, guest that uh, came in from Detroit to talk to us, um, Patrice Lee. Now, Patrice is an author uh, who has been doing some work on uh, some bullying programs. She's written several books, uh, is a uh, speaker, presenter um, that has uh, has been working uh, all across our country. And uh, we thought we'd like to bring her on Watch Dogs Radio. So we would like to welcome Ms. Patrice Lee to Watch Dogs Radio. Patrice, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good afternoon, Keith. It's Good afternoon. It's a privilege to be here today. <laughs> and and it is a privilege to have you. I know um, we had talked about uh, the book that you were promoting at the time uh, that, that you were down, and that is uh, Daddy, Can You Hear Me? So can you tell us a little bit about... Uh, your book, I've had a chance to flip through it. I've read uh, several of the passages from it. Pretty impressive. Uh, can you tell us kind of, well, looks like we lost her. Patrice, are you there? Yeah, she she fell off. Oh, okay. Well, let's wait for her to get 
called back in here. Um, Chris, did you get a copy of the book uh, when you I were in, uh, in Atlanta? I okay. did not. She had, uh, I guess she was overwhelmed by the attendance uh, for the middle engagement conference mm-hmm. and, uh, and ran out of them. I was like next in line and uh, I was, just, you know, got there one I was one person too late, but uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the conversations, uh, just, uh, you know, getting to visit with her. And she's back. Let's bring her on. Oh, okay. Thank Hello, you. Patrice. Thank you. I got lost there. Something happened. I, I was going <laughs> to say you were uh, floating in and out here uh, for a second. But uh, we were just briefly talking about, uh, about Daddy, Can You Hear Me? I've, I've read a few of the passages out of it, and I know you want to uh, – to give us a couple of days, but can you tell us a little bit about your background and and kind of how we got to where we are now? Absolutely, Keith. I'm an advocate against bullying, as you know, because this subject has been, well, it's affected me personally um, in my family and also myself. Uh, and, And bullying not only affects the individual, but it affects the whole family. So what I have is resources for every age, preschool through adult, that focus on bully prevention, bully mm-hmm. awareness, and offering practical solutions for living a bully-free life. Um, and my journey as an author began about six years ago when I published my first book. Now, you might be wondering, Keith, what does all of this have to do with dads? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to that, of course. <laughs> As, as we are going to discuss today, you'll you'll find that my poetry is touching the hearts of dads all across the states, and and I refer to it as healing anecdotes for dads, sons, and daughters. Because if dad is not involved or hasn't been involved in his child's life or has very little involvement, then healing is needed on both sides. So mm-hmm. we go and we cover um, speak with dads because we find that bullies kind of usually don't have dads involved in their lives. So dads are very important, and that's why what you're doing through watchdogs across the country and over 4,000 schools and over 400,000 dads being involved is crucial to us eliminating the problem of bullying. Exactly, and, you know, we've mm-hmm. seen so many times that, you know, when you make that simple step, that's what mm-hmm. – uh, you know that that's what makes the difference, and and getting the fathers involved in the schools, those extra eyes and ears in the school, can make a huge difference. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me, that I'm I'm looking at uh, in my hand right here. I'm I'll, I'll do a, you know, <laughs> let you hear. I have it in my hand. Um, <laughs> tell me what made you think, or or what brought you to. Right, Daddy, can you hear me? I mean, it's it, it's obviously the just from the title, it, it it reaches out to a dad. Well, it's interesting because first, I never thought and ever dreamed that I'd be an author. Now I have ten books, and I never felt qualified to even consider writing anything for a dad. But I want to tell you, I had a very loving, wonderful father who was very involved in our lives, and he was a minister. And um, when the middle school that I graduated from found out that he was a minister from my graduation on he became the regular invocation speaker or to do the invocation for every graduation after mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. but uh, when i became an adult uh even though i had experience of a great father i began to experience uh parenting for myself and i had the opportunity to observe a lot of uh families and and see the need for 
um, improvement in father-son and father-daughter relationships all around me. I observed mm-hmm. this in the classroom as well as uh, began to study the statistics, and in particular, uh, when I went back to the classroom as an author and advocate against bullying activity, I was able to put it all together. Most of, and here's what I discovered, most of the bully-type children, as I said, and youth, have no fathers present in their lives, and yep. so they have feelings of rejection weighing heavily on them. And what mm-hmm. they do is they have an aggressive expression that they exhibit out of anger from feeling rejected. Yes. When I const- when I began my last book, which was for children, I got a poem in my head, and I thought, oh, this is a nice poem. Maybe I'll put this poem about daddies in this book. Mm-hmm. But Keith, when I was asked to sit on a panel uh, back in March of PTA dads, I only had three poems, and I read two of the poems, and all the dads in the audience raised their hand and said, where can I get a copy? <laughs> and I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I doing, Lord? What do I do with these poems? And suddenly, within a few weeks, I had this little book in time for Father's Day. And mm-hmm. that's how we came to this book. Daddy, can you hear me? Well, speaking of the book, I know uh, we had discussed uh, uh, getting a couple of uh, entries from the book, uh, and I know you wanted to uh, read uh, read a couple of them. So would you go ahead and do that? Absolutely, I will. This poem I want to dedicate to all the great dads listening. It's called, Which One Are You? Some dads are great fathers, and some don't know what to do. Some have confessed that they've missed it, while others don't have a clue. So what does it take to get your attention? No matter how you look at it, you're probably one of the four. All we ask is that you strive to be the best dad. Nothing less, nothing more. Nothing more. That's awesome. And that is, uh, once again, from Daddy, Can You Hear Me? And uh, you got one more for us? I have one more. This okay. one's called Dad Scenarios, a team effort. If you had five boys, you might teach them basketball and might score a winning team. But with only one lovely daughter, you might encourage her to live her dream. Or you could teach her how to hit a ball, and she might eventually hit a home run. Anything's possible with skill development for a father who spends quality time with a daughter or son. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Now, now that's just a very, very small sample of the great stuff that, that's in this book. So um, for our listeners, if somebody wanted to get a copy of, of this book or, or, or of any of your book, what would the best way to go about doing that? Well, our books, uh, thank you for asking, are on CreateSpace eStore. That's Amazon's CreateSpace. They have an eStore. Um, and you, for the listening audience today, we'd be happy to send them links for order placement, for easy order placement, uh, the okay. URL I can send to you. If they okay. email me at Patrice A. Lee, that's P-A-T-R-I-C-E-A Lee at Gmail. And we have a website that's called okay. leapforjoy.com, L-E-E-P, the number four, J-O-Y, dot com. Well, that is great. Once again, leapforjoy.com will give you a link to the information. And uh, now, are you? Uh, do you have any uh, upcoming speaking engagements? 
Well, I have a an engagement coming up, and I'll be presenting at the Detroit Public Library to all the librarians on tomorrow, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we're doing some presenting to many of the business groups here in the Michigan area, southeastern Michigan area. But, mm-hmm. Keith, if we have a minute, I just want to tell you I had the privilege of meeting a watchdog yesterday evening. <laughs> found out that he was this my, this neighbor who's been around here for many years, I, I was telling him about the program, and he said, I said, are you familiar? He said, yes, I'm a watchdog. And I thought, oh, no wonder. Awesome. I should have known. He's a man of integrity. <laughs> that is awesome. There's a lot yeah. of us out there where sometimes we're kind of hidden in the uh, – Kind of hidden in the background, but there's 400,000 yeah. guys out there and more growing every day. So, Well, once again, Patrice Lee, thank you so much for joining us. And if you are looking for Patrice's information, it's leapforjoy.com. And we will be closing out here. So once again, Patrice, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Keith. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Patrice, thank you so much. Right. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, This is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.